Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Padar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Padar, and we are here at AICPA Engage at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, and we're having a blast, aren't we? Oh, it's been awesome. It's been incredible. All these people, all this stuff, all this accounting and tax stuff. How cool is that? It's very cool. So we're we're happy to have uh, two guests with us right now, Jonalyn Sullivan and Laura Gannon. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so, for having us. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your firm and what you do? This is always the hardest question. (laughs) So we're a small firm. We're six of us, um, sometimes eight of us. It depends. Um, We, I think we have a very unique practice. We're not 100% tax or 100% financial statements. We do a lot of consulting with our clients. We have a lot of meetings um, to find out what their procedures are in their offices. We've been taking a lot of... um, are we've been making a, helping our clients go paperless and helping them um, automate their processes um, with the bookkeeping. So every day is a different day for us. That's how I feel. Whenever we go out to a client, we have no idea what's going to happen. So that keeps it exciting, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so who are your clients? Can you tell us? Give us a, like a little snapshot where you're located, who your clients are, um, and that kind of stuff. So we are located in Chelmsford, Massachusetts, which is about um, 20 miles north of Boston. Okay, um, great. Our clients are small to medium-sized businesses, mostly family-owned. Um, Usually just one owner who really needs someone to talk to yeah. on a regular basis about how to run his business. Okay. And, and I say he because we tend to have more male clients. <laughs> we are a all-female firm, which kind of wow. differentiates That's us. awesome. Um, not by design, but, you know, it's just... We have so we much, and we have so much flexibility in our firm. You can come and go as you please. Yeah. So we tend to bring on moms. So that's so cool. So bring us back to how you started. Like, how did you? Why did you decide to start a firm? Well, we didn't really. We didn't really decide. Okay. Um, we actually went through a bad merger. Um, okay. We had a firm that bought us, and it just. They didn't bring us in good, you know, well, our clients in well. It just yeah. didn't really work. Yeah. Um, so we felt like we were going backwards in our career, and we had to leave. Um, But we had kids, and we were in the suburbs, and there weren't a lot of firms out there with forward-thinking process, you know, forward-thinking clients and ideas. It was more very traditional. Um, So we really felt like we didn't have a choice. I'm like, I can't work for these other people. Right. Um, And we didn't want to go to the city where we had worked before we had kids. Um, So that's really why we started it. We kind of had to create what we wanted to do. Yeah. And, and so when was that? How long ago? 10 years. It'll be 10 years oh, in wow. September. Yeah. That's that, was, that was like before, before the time, right? Because like you it guys was. were the early innovators. So in we like, started paperless. So yeah. It was so easy for us because we were starting from scratch. Yeah. Um, and we were semi-paperless at, other, at our other firm. Um, so yeah, we came along at the right time. 
It was easy. So when you started your firm. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) What? In hindsight, it was all very easy. (laughs) I don't remember that. Uh, That's funny. I remember a lot of struggles, but you know, no money, you know, you're not sure if the clients are really coming with you or who you're going to serve. You're waiting at your desk with nothing to do. Yeah. (laughs) So I was going to ask you, what did you start with? Like when you were ready to build, you were like, okay, we have to do this. What were like the top five things you started to do? I know it was 10 years ago, so. We got office space because what we found, um, I had gone out a few months before Laura um, and the clients actually started to call and say, well, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a game plan. Like, I'm just not doing this with them anymore. Yeah. Um, Well, can you do my stuff? And I was like, Maybe there's something to this, Laura. Like, okay. Um, but I found the clients were resistant if we didn't have physical space. I see. So that was 10 years ago. It's much different now. But having space was a limitation for us, or not having space. Um, so that was the first thing that we tackled. So when we started together, she did have one consulting client, and that was pretty much it. And I literally sat in the office, like, setting up the website and, like, <laughs> yeah. setting up our templates, our logo. It was, I told you it was easy. No. <laughs> she was out at the client consulting while I was creating our business. But I do remember sitting in the office going, I hope I have clients soon. <laughs> so how did you know you wanted to work together? Were you, like, you were friends at the firm, and you were like, let's do this? You had a good synergy? That word is terrible. Actually, this is kind of a funny story. So we both worked for big regional firms in the city of Boston. Um, And then when we had kids, we moved out to smaller firms because it was, you know, closer to home, a little bit more flexibility. Um, Back then, when I had kids, the part-time thing was complicated. People didn't know what to do with you. Yeah. Um, So... She was at this small firm first. It was a sole proprietor. And she was there first. (laughs) And I interviewed there. And the guy was awesome. He was dynamic. Um, I loved him right away. And I'm like, I'm totally going to come work for him. The first day in the office, (laughs) I came came in. And we were in cubes, like 12 people to this tiny room. Oh, wow. Like, no internet, no voicemail. (laughs) I've just come from a regional firm. And I'm like... What is Oh, this? my God. What did I just do? I and I went shot. into her office and I go, I think I made a mistake. Oh, no. And she's like, no, you need to stay. <laughs> really great, great client base. It was uh, amazing client base. Yeah. So we I in coming from a regional firm, we didn't understand the struggles of like a small business owner, because, you know, in a bigger firm, you're like you talk to the controller, you get a trial balance, you make some like it's right. just so top level. So. We didn't, like, we had, we ended up getting, you know, we'd get clients that, like, their debits and credits were backwards, and y- yeah. you really learn sure when was. you're put into the real dredges of the day of these bookkeepers. I mean, so, yeah. it ended up being the best training ground for us to go and launch our own practice, because, you, you know, coming from a regional firm, I felt like we couldn't be doing what we're doing today. Right, 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 right. right. And so, you said you do a lot of consulting, so, t- so talk to us about, like, how, so their family-owned businesses, are they big? Like, so they're, they're one person who's I'd say they're medium-sized. Medium-sized. Yeah. And so what are they looking to you for help with? What are their biggest issues? Well, I feel like what happens, and this is, you know, most CPA firms now, I mean, they come to you for the tax return, but right. then you have a meeting and you're like, well, what does your office look like? What are you, how are you doing your payables? How are you you know, invoicing, how, you start, if you ask all those questions, you start getting into, they need a, so much more help. Right. Um, so that's really kind of how it begins. And most of our clients that we have are business clients. So we're going out to their offices and we're seeing the chaos. Right. right. So I know I, I cut you off about the, the five things that you guys thought about when oh, yeah. you... <laughs> 
like three minutes ago, we all forgot it. I don't even know what you're talking about. So can you talk to us about what else, other than the space, what else did you do to set yourselves up? Getting the software, getting the right software. Okay. Big. Um, we. Oh, I joined every networking group. <laughs> she did. <laughs> but that, that fundamental startup stuff, yeah. you know, uh, you know, logo, web design. I mean, back then we had letterhead. You know, yeah. What's that? Um, yeah. I think the hardest. I think the, I think the hardest thing was the marketing and going out there because we came from a bigger firm and and then we went to the sole proprietor. We'd never sold anything to anybody. Right. right. So going out there and saying. You, can't you give me thousands of dollars to do this work? Like, I, I don't know that I'm worth it. I don't know that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. I think that was the hardest part, too, is the marketing and trying to sell. I, I had no idea how to Build sell. Build a business. Oh, my God. I had no idea. So how did you do it? What did you do? You joined a lot of associations. I joined tons of groups, talked to lawyers. Um, I, I did the traditional B&I group where you learn how to speak in front of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Banking I mean, relationships are huge for us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we were, it was a great connection. We stayed local. You know, we, we, we weren't from that area, but we, we built relationships with local people in town, and then it became word of mouth. Then lots of coffees, lots of dinner, lots of drinks. Yeah. And do, you, do each of you have specific roles in the, in the firm, or you sort of, like, share responsibilities? We're, we're, sh- we're so... Shared. We're married. Yeah, we're like married. <laughs> this is my this is my second marriage. <laughs> yeah. Um, somehow it's funny. I think because we were friends, um, we always have even amount of work on every level, and yeah. so we just we just go with it. I mean, I tend to be the extrovert, and she's the introvert. So naturally, we have certain you know roles that we take on. Clearly, because mm-hmm. I can't shut up. Um, <laughs> But generally, I mean, like, I'm so I'm more HR, I think, in that regard. Like, I have to have those hard conversations with the staff, right. like, when something needs to be said. Because um, I like everybody to be happy. <laughs> she doesn't want to have a confrontational conversation. Um, so I think naturally we do, yeah. but it's not like we've set it up specifically. Yeah. Okay. That um, makes sense. But in terms of, you know, workload, we, we tend to manage our own client base, um, so it's not that she's tax and I'm financials. We, we both play both roles. Yeah. And so let's, let's talk about the technology piece. So, you know, what are you using um, and how is it, like, are you on the cloud? How, has, how does technology help you run your firm? Well, I think that was one of the questions you put initially on our, um, how do we different, you know, how are we different than the bigger firms? Yeah. Or, and I think technology is 100% the reason why we're successful, too, Um because you're small, too, you find a new product and you can jump right to it and try right, it. And right. switch products. We, we have bought products, dumped them, started all over again, right? Jody right. knows this. <laughs> I know she's done it, too. So we're always getting the latest of whatever's going on. Um, and we try it internally if we can, and then if we can sell it to the client. So we are, um, we're using all the vendors that are here. We're using HubDoc, QuickBooks Online, ShareFile, XEM. We use CCH Access Tax. We use CCH Engagement. Scan uh, and Autoflow. Populate yep. and Autoflow. I'm like, what is it called? <laughs> um, Share file, write signature. Um, yes, yeah. we use all cloud-based except for engagement, and yeah. everybody's waiting for CCH to go to the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard it's going to be a year, so we're good. <laughs> no, that, that, that's awesome because, um, you know, 
I think that there's something called a small local global firm. That, that's yeah. my new definition, oh, small local global. You're always global. creating something exciting. <laughs> I want to be in. <laughs> because I think, you know, if you come from that mid-sized background, you have that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can give that higher level experience to your smaller business clients. And they and you can, well, as they grow, you grow with them because you already have that big firm experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think prior... I mean, I know there's lots of firms out there like yours. Well, not exactly like yours, but have this depth of experience. But I think when people think about small firms, they think, oh, they do 1040s. Yeah. Like, and that's not, our, that's not my firm. That's not your that's firm. Not and there are lots of firms out there that, that have that deep expertise. And yet, because there's only six people, yeah. like, it's like, I don't want to say we're looked over and overlooked but well, you know yeah. it, it's like kind of like oh and my favorite thing I'm doing right now is I'm getting all my clients uh, bookkeeping automated and that's been so much fun because we're doing it internally with HubDoc and QuickBooks Online and Bill.com oh I think we forgot to mention them um that's been my favorite new like venture because we understand that nobody wants to data enter right yeah and right. We're, we're all trying to get there but trying to get all these products out there every time you hear about a new part like HubDoc's our favorite new product that you know we Picked up three years ago. <laughs> we met, uh, oh, Jamie. Jamie, thank you. Jamie Shulman. Um, so that's what we've been, that's our favorite thing. But this is, we can offer services and change services all the time as the clients need things because we're small. So yeah. I'll interject that our staff isn't always excited when we come down here because we come back with, <laughs> we're using this new product now. And they're like, we just got the other process. <laughs> We get it now. You're going to change it. Yeah. Then, yeah. You, know, you don't know. You got to keep trying. You gotta yeah. And, and how has like technology expanded your capacity to do more, to Huge. talk about that? Yeah. I mean, our revenue keeps going up and our, our staffing hasn't. We've grown. So yeah. Our revenue's grown more than 10% every year in the last 10 years. The same staff yeah. and reduced hours even, you know, after coming out of busy season. And I don't mean from like zero. <laughs> Well, and I, I think that's one of the things that people miss, too, is that you don't realize that by adding technology, you get more capacity. And with that capacity, you could actually do more R&D and figure out new technologies to change your processes, improve them, and, you know, And it opens us up to do more exciting things with the same stuff. Yeah, because you know? we don't right. really like to do tax work anymore, per se. We want to do the top-level tax work, not right. the data entry and the, yeah. So um, using the scan and populate, it's been awesome, too, because as we were hearing today in, that, in the earlier seminar, it's 90-something percent accurate with the forms now mm-hmm. when you scan and, and populate. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I mean, who wants to enter data? Right. Not fun. No. So you have the same staff year after year. Do you intend to grow your staff at all, or in, in how, if so? Well, <laughs> well, while she was away, I hired an intern. <laughs> that happened. Okay. Uh, so because we're so small, I, I really wanted to have that next generation, too. So yeah. we have, you know, I mean, we have every generation in our firm, but we didn't have the really young ones, which I guess are the Gen Zs. Is that what they're called now? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Gen Zs. Um, so we have a sophomore that we got from, you know, he just finished his sophomore year. Um, and I brought him in to start, you know, trial and error. I don't, I don't know what he can do. I have no idea right. <laughs> what a 19-year-old can do. But you yeah. can shape um, him. And he's we, interested. He's already doing a great job, and I've only had him in one day. That's great. <laughs> so I'm very excited about it. Is he prepared to work for all women? 
<laughs> I, I asked him. I asked him that in the um, in the interview process, uh-huh. um, and he seemed to be okay with it. But he is he is friends with my daughter, so I had a little bit of a like, okay, right. a background. So yeah, got it. And do you work with a specific industry within the family-owned businesses, or is it just sort of run the gamut? We've got um, we've got a lot of, a lot of um, dentists, orthodontists, um, franchises, franchises. So oh, okay. we definitely have some segments, but. But really, it's the relationship, and it, it's the—it's not the industry so much as well, the relationship that we build with the the clients and the service that we're providing um, right. over an industry niche. So it's more of a service niche. Right, right, right. Yeah, a lot of consulting, mm-hmm. and the consulting's our favorite part. So I mean, right. I don't know. And so, how are you guys pricing? Are you still doing uh, billing by the hour? Are you pricing Jody. up front? <laughs> no, and I'd love to say we're value pricing, but we're really fixed pricing. I mean, I, yeah, we try. Like, I, I've definitely given clients the three options, and I, we're still figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but we're definitely making more money than we did before. You know, I mean, I, I feel like we've always fixed price since the beginning, though. Really, we, we have. You always know what you're gonna right. What you're gonna charge your client. Um, so but, it didn't really matter how many hours were in there. Right, <laughs> yeah, right exactly. The price was going to be the price. Um, but I'm definitely doing the three options on a client that has at least more than one service. Um, and and it's, it's not working like Ed Class says it should. <laughs> <laughs> Where but is I'm, Ed right now? <laughs> I, saw him, I, saw him this one, I saw him walk by shortly. Um, but we're definitely making more money. I mean, there's no question that to me, when you line item all the services and kind of come up with a you know, right. these different, you're, you're really thinking about what can I do for this client and what can I offer them? Right. I, I really think it's a good process. So my concern with, um, the whole fixed price issue, not issue, but, um, the, the methodology is scope creep. And right. Yeah. It's a huge issue and it's hard. For, for us. It's hard for our staff. And then to go back to have that conversation. Um, so it's easy with the tax return. It's easy with the financial statement. But when you're doing the, the back office client support stuff, it, it gets a little dicier. How have you dealt with that in the past? Not well. Well, I think <laughs> we're, we're still getting with, screwed yeah. sometimes, and sometimes we're making money. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. It's just, I think that's at the end of the day. Um, we're figuring it out. But um, see, and I feel the, a little bit of the opposite with the scope creep, though, because I feel like when you've priced them and you've written all the things down, yeah. then I'm aware when we do something different that, oh, we're, it's not included in our price because we did go very specific on it. Right, right. Um, and we're trying to be more specific in our engagement letters to the client saying this is what we've, what we've agreed to, you know, in our contracts. So if the client asks you to do something additional, do you say that's an additional fee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you just, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, what, else, what other challenges have you faced in the Staffing. past Staffing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I think, well, it, it, our staff's going to hear this. <laughs> you. One of our biggest problems with staffing is that we're small um, and we're super flexible. So we, we actually are struggling right now trying to figure out... Um, how do we get the work done and still be flexible? Right. Um, so we're struggling with that a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, we want them to be happy, so we're letting them do whatever they want. But then... It's an accountability It's accountability issue. and results, yeah. right? You still have to deliver results. Exactly. So if you need to work more to get it done, then guess what? We either have to figure out how this is going to work or yep. we have to be... Yeah. And it, it's hard. It's such a process, too. Such yeah. a process. 
And I think the flexibility piece is fine. We don't care where anybody works. That's working out yeah, fine. Right. A lot of times people are working at home and stuff now. But I think it's the flexibility with time off and stuff. It's just, we're just trying to figure it out. And the yeah. scheduling of the work. Like, when is it actually going to get done? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we don't schedule anything because we're a small farm. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's fly by the seat of your pants. Like, this needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> um, I gotcha. So I, I would say that's the hardest is managing the staff and making sure that they're happy and then making sure the work's done. So yeah. how have you um, built innovation into your DNA? How have you thought about, you know, I, I, how have you created that culture to have that innovative DNA that sounds like you have with all the technologies and all the adoption? Um, we spoon fit it. <laughs> Spoon feed it to the staff. <laughs> Laura's always kind of adventurous and wants to be on the, the latest and greatest. So I, I think she's the driver behind the innovation at the firm. No one likes it when I say I have a good idea. <laughs> Do they all get scared? They're like, uh-oh. Present company included. Yeah. <laughs> I just went to um, a seminar in November with Ron Baker, and I'm like, I'm switching up our review process. I'm starting all over again, and I have to do it in June. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I have, another, you know, I have to explain right. it to them, and so now I have to sell it to them. But I guess at the end of the day, we go to these conferences to hear what people are doing and I get excited and then we go back and we try it because we don't like what we're like for reviews, especially that was one of the things that I took back from the last conference. I'm like, no one likes a review, right? It's, you know, you go through the three best things you did, the three worst things you did yeah. and you're, it, it's just not that effective. I got something for you. I'm going to send it to you. You do? I do. <laughs> Is it in your new book too? Not. <laughs> But even like, so today, the first, was it the first session today where they were saying these are the 10 skills that you need for your employees moving forward? Like, that's actually kind of part of our review process now that we've just overhauled. Yeah. I don't know how it's right. going to go. I'll let you know. Um, but there's different skills now that we need people to do. We don't need to just bring up the top three things you did. The top, so. Right. And we're kind of doing yeah. like a reverse review too. Like, you know. What can we give you, or what do you think that you're doing well for yourself professionally and for the firm, and what's right. your contribution? Right. So making them think a little bit more, too, about who they are, where they are. And like a self-assessment. Yeah. 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 So the Setting. ideas are all coming from conferences like well, this. Well, and I think, I mean. too, when you talk about um, getting stuff done and getting results is setting the expectation up front, not after the fact. So, right, that's like, what's the expectation before the review? Because mm -hmm. I think we always give people a review, but we don't really give them an expectation. And then we're like, well, you failed the review. Well, like, you didn't know <laughs> yeah. what you were supposed to do. You didn't totally tell it. me what to do. That's totally it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so maybe if there's a way that we could yeah. set the expectation up front a little bit better than, you know, Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely better. our fault. <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it. in general, I think, you know, that's something I struggle with as well. Yeah. And, you know, but, you I know, think, I think going through it. But being a smaller firm, your HR, your tech, right. your sales, marketing. your marketing. Right. Your, you got to get the but stuff done. about the technology piece of it, too, like the technical knowledge and right, yeah, right. doing the work. Yeah, right. so you have a lot going on in your day jack of all trades so but i would also imagine that your staff has a really great opportunity to grow and to take a lot of ownership and to probably forge something new within your firm too because it seems like both of you are pretty open-minded to that we're totally open-minded and we've yeah. always said you know if there's an area or somewhere you want to go that you're passionate about let us know we'd yeah. be happy to bring that service on board and, yeah. and develop it okay yeah um, great and so let's talk about marketing my favorite subject. So how do you... How My do worst you, subject. <laughs> I just got the business card for a really good marketer. Do you oh. want it? <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> We're going to call her after this. <laughs> Rhino Girl Media. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> plug, shameless plug. So, tell me, tell us what you're, what you're doing for marketing activities. Are you using social media? What, what are, like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, it's, <laughs> to be honest, we have no yeah. idea. Um, but definitely we, we tweet all the time. But yeah. I think what's happening is it's more directly to our clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, what we've found is, back to the, what we were saying about our consulting, is yeah. there's so much work to be done with our clients that it just keeps growing every time we have a conversation with a client. Yeah. Um, so I guess I could say our marketing isn't really... Too active. Um, it's not uh, an outside growth. Yeah. It's right. more internal with our right. clients and letting them know what services we provide and how we can help them. A lot of it's been word of mouth for us. Yeah. And we actively um, network. I mean, I'm always talking yeah. to our bankers, our payroll people, right. our, the lawyers. Um, we're always talking to people in our world, yeah. our little networking world. So, I mean, it's we don't send out. I guess we do send out. We send out marketing stuff every now and then. We do a newsletter. I mean, we do some of that traditional stuff, but I find that really it's coming from our network um, and from our existing clients. We cannot... I feel like we just keep getting more work from our clients. Yeah. That's a great client to have. Yeah. 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 It's not a bad problem, right? Right. No, not at all. Yeah. (laughs) So where do you want to see your firm go in the next five years? Hmm. Can I be retired? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she should never be answering that question. (laughs) Can I have sold it off and made a lot of money? (laughs) Sure. Why not? I'm not saying I would ever do that. (laughs) So, I I mean, I I see our firm. I mean, I'd like like to get to like around 15 people because I feel six to eight is small. I want to have like some dedicated people that have their own expertise so that there's more collaboration. Right. Right. The less amount of people, the less ideas... That kind of thing. You right. want to bounce stuff off of people. So I'm, I, I'd like to get to like 12 to 15 people. Okay. Um, the other thing with having a small firm, too, is somebody leaves. We've got somebody out on maternity leave right now. Like, yeah. that's a big hit to us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, what very we happy do? to give her all the time off, but like, that's a... Someone big, has to do the yeah. work, right? So how, everyone how has to that? readjust. So to in that part, being schedules. around 12 to 15 people, too, I think would be nice. You have a little bit more yeah. capacity it, to exactly. share the work. It's not such a hit. Do you put, bring on like a temporary person or does the staff sort of pick take up. over? We, we pick up the slack. Yeah. 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 And that's the one really good thing about our team is they're truly team players and they complement each other and pick up after each other and, you know, all hands on deck. We, yeah. We just... And we did have a temp this winter, and we knew our staff was going on maternity leave, so we kept her longer. Yeah. And she, you know, she did, like, another month of work knowing that we'd have to get stuff done. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, every day's a, every day's a struggle. So, <laughs> so, so what's, the favorite, what's your favorite thing about being um, a farm owner? Oh, making decisions. <laughs> wow, I've never hear people say that. I'm like, people are always like, we have to make so many decisions, like left and right, left and right. You I know? love control. Hundred <laughs> percent. And I didn't even say it about her; she said it herself. <laughs> and it's on Facebook Live and on a podcast, which we can replay over and over. Oh and over. God, help us! <laughs> it's going to come of no surprise to anybody that knows Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, and your favorite thing about being a firm owner? I like the flexibility. You know, yeah. when, when we started the firm, my kids were young, so the ability to just kind of make it work for me and my family at the time was, was huge. 
Yeah. Um, so, well, this has been an awesome interview, you guys. Thank we're you so, much. so excited that you were able to join us. Thank you. Um, so, thanks for being here and stay tuned because for more great interviews. CCH Access from Walters Kluwer has the power to grow, manage, and protect firms in motion through its integrated modules. These include tax preparation, centralized document management, improving client services, streamlining accounting, and managing your projects and deliverables. Accelerate growth, enhance management, and protect your organization's reputation. Visit cchgroup.com to find out more or register for a demo so we can show you what we do. That's cchgroup.com. First Global was founded by CPAs who believe that accounting and tax professionals are uniquely qualified to add value to their existing client relationships by offering comprehensive wealth management services. First Global believes the time is now for one of America's most trusted professions to rise up and show the world the power of true CPA financial planning. When you partner with First Global, you can be more to your clients. Play large by unleashing the power of wealth management and let go of the idea that someone else knows what's best for your clients. Visit First Global at 1stglobal.com. Engage your learning. Engage your network. Engage your future. The AICPA Engage 2017 event happens over four days, Monday, June 12th through Thursday, June 15th, at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. There are six conferences at the event, and you can attend one session, any session, or all sessions. Plus, if you can't make the trip, you can still take advantage of attending the event online. If you're in the accounting profession, this is a can't-miss event. Visit AICPAengage.com to find out more. That's AICPAengage.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. 